welcome to the Busy Romnivores, where four friends meet together to wreck each other books. And, oh, I had something you, really good in my head, and you, then I messed it up. You literally you just could wreck each other, it. and you I was like... You literally have just left it at wreck each other, <laughs> and that's probably accurate, because how many times does one of us come into the group, and we're like, hey, you have to hear about this fucking weird-ass shit that I just read, because somebody else needs to read it so that I am not alone in being like, I'm sorry, that dick has a what on it? <laughs> Excuse I'm me? So, oh, okay, you are getting too close to my, to my get wrecked thing so we need to like back it up hi everybody welcome to the busy romnivores uh we are discussing this week's prompt which is best slash most memorable introductions and after our very memorable introduction previous in the previous episode dear god i hope it was good I love how we hit record and we become the most awkward people who have ever lived. <laughs> Kristen has literally spoken. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sabrina, and I've done episode before. Let's do this. Me podcast pretty one day. <laughs> I literally cannot speak. I don't know what happened. <laughs> By the way, I will say, Kristen, I can hear you so much better, even though you're not, like, all up in your fucking microphone's ball sack today, and I just wanted to say, I'm so proud of you, and I'm so happy. I'm glad you got out of its ball sack. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there is a lot I've of I've read about so much sacks. about ball sacks today. Me too. Today. Me too. What books are you guys reading? That there's a lot of ball I guess, sack oh, I guess talk. we should probably we should probably do Okay, I did want to talk to y'all about this though because I'm super excited. Guess who's gonna about to finish her first two challenges of the year? <gasps> Already? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. It's March. Nice. Uh well okay. two of them are March challenges. Like the de- so oh. year of smut <laughs> ends this month and I am almost done with that. I'm actually in the middle of um eleven books currently reading and um, I will finish all of them before the end of the month, which means I will have finished the uh, oh, Queer Romance Fan Club Challenge. It's a monthly challenge. And then that I joined this month, and because I have no self-control, immediately I was like, is there a story graph challenge for this? I can totally make a story graph challenge for this. Can I please? And so I, I made a story graph challenge for this group that I literally <laughs> joined the day of because my friend was like, hey, Sabrina, you like challenges? You should check this out. And immediately I joined that group, and I rolled up, and I was like, where's the story graph challenge? Um. <laughs> I'm a monster, and I have, like, I have two spreadsheets. I have Storygraph, Goodreads. I put my Amazon reviews in, and I do a blog. You are, ma'am. You have a blog. It's a you are. It's a monster. I do have a blog. Where's this blog? It's on my link tree. Oh, oh, oh. big bookstagrammer over here. (laughs) Um, I just. I really appreciate all of y'all so much because I feel like um, I am um, the, even though I think I'm older than all of y'all, the little sibling that is like grasping on to y'all's challenge and reading life coattails. And I'm just holding on like, please take me with you because I do not have spreadsheets. (laughs) I do not have story graph because i've tried to download it twice and have failed 
Um, I am like vaguely doing challenges, mostly for this podcast. Um, and I'm just like, I love it okay. all so much. To be fair, <laughs> it's really hard to be in a group with this specifically the three of us because we are all doing a lot of challenges and some of them we do together in the sense that we're both we're all doing the same challenge at the same time but then i have like five challenges that nobody else is doing Kristen has like fucking pop sugar which like i tried that last year and i could not do it and then like all sorts of other shit like there's no consensus on challenges in this group i'm like does this does this strike my fancy there are the two monster fucker challenges which i cannot believe that you have not joined in on mariana and i'm very disappointed in you i know i really need to i should probably do that one yeah you should do that one Haley. that one screams you yes it really does i also have a recommendation for almost every single prompt on that thing i just can't do them myself because i've already read the book and we all know that i'm an (laughs) anti-rereader Well, I just need you to send me that link and I will, I will actually start doing it and maybe post about it because now I have something to live up to, Kristen. (laughs) That's what I say is we are all different levels of unhinged with our reading challenges. (laughs) Like we all have our very niche, like hyper fixation ways of like getting in with our challenges. And I do love it. Also, Haley, next time we're like in person together, we're sitting down and setting up your your story graph. i was literally about to say Please, that i was like why the you. fuck y'all yeah. meet up physically for book club why have you not <laughs> helped Haley? you monsters <laughs> to be fair i don't like story graph on the phone i prefer it on my computer and i think that's my problem because i was trying to do it on my phone and it's not intuitive and then like having to do it on my computer um is just like another tab hell like waiting mm-hmm. to happen among my like 50 windows I have open each with like 5 to 10 to 20 to 50 tabs I have open um so I like it I ruthlessly <laughs> call my tabs they, because otherwise I would be I would have never come back out I so I had to restart my computer to get my headphones to work properly. Oh, no. Um and when I did, uh my computer has this really fun feature where it's like, "Hey, don't miss anything. Let's reopen everything that you had open." And um it was a lot. How it long did real, it take you it to was, minimize everything again? Um, it, it felt like, remember when, like, those pop-up ad viruses were really big? <laughs> oh, my God, Haley, stop watching porn, my God. Like, or just have one felt, window for your porn, Jesus. It felt like that. It was like Adobe, Trello, Google, like Chrome, Safari, Evernote. The microphone, like this thing, PDFs, Acrobat. I will say, I am with you, Haley, though. I'm also a tab monster, but in a different kind of way. So what happens is I use something called OneTab. It's a, like, an extension for Chrome. And when you click it on your browser, like on that specific browser window, it takes all of the tabs and sticks it into a list and it just sets it aside for you. 
I literally can't scroll to the bottom of it anymore because when I go to clear out my tabs, I just click one tab and I'm like, now it's there if I ever need to go back and look at whatever it is that I had 50 tabs open for. But now I've been doing that for literally years. And so I cannot scroll to the bottom of my tabs. I feel like I want this just so I can tell my husband like look I only have like two tabs open and he would be real real proud of me but it would be like that <laughs> drug addict like hide like it would be like hiding like it's true like, I'm fine I'm fine there's nothing wrong with me it's just it's one tab it's one that's tab. what I was just thinking I was like until he like investigates it a little bit closer one day and is like <gasps> what have <laughs> you been doing over here I'm a dragon <laughs> and my horde is tabs it's true. There will be true. an intervention banner hanging so quick. <laughs> oh, it's like all the random like shopping cat video crochet slash knitting patterns slash those like deep ADHD like like hyper focus research projects where I decide to look into something and open like fifty million tabs. I will say. On my phone, I have the same, like, 12 tabs that do not close. Have I reopened them? But I just, like, they're, they're things that I'm like, if I close it, I'll forget it forever and it'll never exist. So then I would never find it again. So it has to stay open on my phone no matter what. So I <laughs> have the problem where at any one time I have literally hundreds of tabs open on my phone because I have a website called fantastic fiction saved as a link on my home screen and it's how i track author back catalogs because i'm really big on reading an entire author's back catalog when i like them because of it every time i click that link it opens as a new tab and i click that <sighs> link probably 50 times a week because i'll go to like it's it's bad. And I won't realize it until I open up the tabs on my phone to go look for something that I know is in there. And it says 157 tabs. And I'm like, <laughs> and there's like literally 140 of them are fantastic fiction. And I'm like, oh, cool. Let me take the next 10 minutes of my life swiping these tabs so that they're not here is this why my phone has been going so slow like... <laughs> maybe i know i remember the first time my mom got like a smartphone um and like her phone kept like crashing and then i had to explain to her that she has to like close like apps and then it was just like going through and i swear it was just like swiping for like a solid five minutes of just all the apps. Everything that, that she just, has oh, yes. ever, opened. ever opened. Yeah. In in the entire first year of her having that phone was all open, all running at the same time. Um, well, once a week, I used to like go through my dad's phone and be like, okay, let's clear all these out. Finally, he kind of got the hang of it. But oh, for a while, I was like, all right, dad, did we remember to close all of our apps? And he was like, oh. <laughs> All right, we are like 15 minutes in. And Krista and I still haven't said our names. Mm -hmm. Welcome to the busy Robnivores. We've been bullshitting for 48 minutes at this point, And you've only had to suffer through 
not as much, luckily for you. Dear God, I hope not. <laughs> that was the episode. That's a wrap. My name's Sabrina. It's a, Have a good evening. It's a five-hour episode. It's all of our ADHD fixations. That's that's it. That's the episode. All right. I'm Kristen. Oh, I'm Mariana. All right. Um, I guess since we decided we would do this alphabetically, that means I go first. So the meat of the episode, people. All right. So we are doing the prompt for best slash most memorable introduction because um, best is. So that's my problem with this. It was not to me when I thought of like the introduction. It wasn't like the best introduction ever. But I would say that this is probably the most memorable for me. So my book, the book I chose, was The Duke of Sin by Elizabeth Hoyt. Now, I first heard about this book while I was listening to the Heaving Bosoms podcast. What, what? Go Heaving Bosoms. Um, a couple, um, like a couple years ago. And I never read the book. Um, and I honestly don't remember too much about the episode. But I do remember, like, the very beginning, the, his introduction. And so when we were spitballing and talking about, like, introductions. I, Are you saying you haven't read this book? Uh, I've read it now. Oh, I thought you were fully <laughs> rolling in here, like, so I have not read the book. But, <laughs> <laughs> do not pigeonhole do us, because I fully reserve the right to do that in the future i do too I, hey um so technically i am 70 percent done with this book but since but hey hey um since hey bitch we were just doing introductions and his introduction everything that i need is in the first fucking chapter so, what? so zero about. out of five heas like Oh, no, there is an H-E-A. Come on. It is Elizabeth Hoyt. It is fantastic. I know how this thing ends. I fully support you. I fully support you. I I also fully support you. I'm also very curious about this book because I've never read an Elizabeth Hoyt. And I'm a historical bitch. And I've just been avoiding her for whatever reason. Okay, so this was my first. This was my first Elizabeth Hoyt. Um, And I am loving it but it is a whole nother experience um okay so here's why i i guess so anyway going back to the human bosoms i heard it and it stuck in my head and then i as soon as we saw this prompt i immediately went i need to find my rococo british danger duke um and that is like what he is um so this is why I picked most memorable introduction. All right, the first chapter. So the chapter begins, and it's from the uh, point of view of the like uh, housekeeper for this house, and she is like trying to discover uh, something that's been stolen. And the duke, uh, we learn, has been banished from England. All right. And within the, like, first three pages, uh, we learn that this banished Duke Montgomery, the Duke of Sin. Is this um, the one that lives in the walls, Haley? Lives in the <laughs> fucking walls. I remember that episode. 
What? I remember where I Pam, was. this is a nightmare. Listening to that episode, I was driving home He's from a Jane Eyre? thing. No, 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 no. This, this isn't Jane Eyre. This is let's talk about fucking Bruno. Like we don't talk about fucking Bruno <laughs> shit. Okay. Oh my that is what oh, I'm talking no. about. Okay, so, and here's the thing. So this housekeeper who is also there, like we, uh, this is so bonkers because she is the bastard, like daughter of an aristocrat and she has like smuggled herself in as like a housekeeper and is trying to find like the evidence that because like the Duke is a blackmailer and so she's trying to like find this evidence. So she thinks he's gone, okay? He's in the continent. She is snuck into his room, is on his bed, has found a secret compartment and has found the evidence she thinks she's totally alone, all right? But he decides, because he's spying on her through the fucking peephole, that now's going to be the time to break out. So he just busts out the fucking wall <gasps> and, like, sits himself down in, like, a chair and is like, what you doing? And it's like, what? Like, this is unforgivable. Like, what? And she's like, oh, shit. So... Um, anyway, so that's his introduction. Like, we learn, like, that he has been living in his walls for the past three months. Okay. And in oh, three e- months. Oh, my God. I thought you were going to say three oh, years. Oh, no. Have it out. <laughs> but still, three months is a long time because you go in there later and all there is is, like, there's, like, a cot and, like, books and, like, all this other stuff, like, tinkering things. And you see, like, there's also, like other corridors so his house which is called Hermes house is like riddled with these secret passages but only like one like houseboy servant knows he's in the walls and has been smuggling him food okay and like water none of the other servants know that he's in the walls she is the head housekeeper she doesn't know he's in the walls no one knows where the food's going I cannot explain what nightmare fuel this is for me. I I will not be reading this book. This is one of my greatest fears. Okay, right? Okay. So he's been living in the, his own house in the walls for three months. Um, he's been banished because he, like, kidnapped and seduced another Duke's sister. All right? Um, he is a prominent blackmailer. But then I also love that he is also, like, so again, again, he has been living in the walls for three months. He does not have access to running water. He is being smuggled small like amounts of food and like drinking water by one house servant who is young girl who is disguised as a young boy named Alfie. Okay? okay. That's it. So he comes out. So like, boom, busts out of the wall, is like leaning back. And this is how um, he is described. Again, months living in this wall and he pops out wearing an elegant purple velvet coat over a cloth of gold waistcoat embroidered in black and crimson. Fountains of lace fell from wrists and throat as he lounged in a wing armchair, one leg thrust forward. Diamonds on the buckles of his shoes glinted in the candlelight. No cobwebs? No dust? No dust? Oh, I'm, I think there. I think there is dust. I think he is either. So either. Okay, here's one of two things happened. Okay, because there's. She would know if she's the head housekeeper. She would know if people like were doing laundry and stuff. Okay, Alfie is constantly covered in dirt and grime. He's not slash she not doing laundry. All right, so one of two things happens. One, he either is only like either naked in there or like in like you know his underclothes. 
and then got fully dressed in the whole <laughs> shebang to like bust out, right? Mm-hmm. Or the just, drama. <laughs> just 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 kept it all on at all times. Like diamond buckles on his shoes at all times. You, this is, because he never He had to have gotten ready. This is how she had time to find the secret compartment and he was like, oh, well, it's time. This is my moment. <laughs> I've been waiting. Yes. No, this is this is what I believe because you learn things later about him and it's like he that is exactly what happened. He was either in there nude or in like underclothes and then when he saw it, he like took the time and got like full on dressed. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's worse. A ma- <laughs> like a crazed naked duke running around. <laughs> Like, I don't know what it is, but the thought in the walls, <laughs> like a rat man, right the walls of this we don't talk about Bruno. No, no. Okay, so all I can think as you're explaining this mm-hmm. about the fact that he definitely got dressed was of how uncoordinated I am getting dressed in a tight space and how many times I'm slamming an elbow into a wall going, ah, shit, God. Damn it. And how, like, that brings a whole new thing to this. Practice getting dressed quietly. He saw her, had to run to the other side of the house to dramatically get (laughs) dressed and bump into things. And then he got to run back. He was like, He probably had to go find Alfie to do up his buttons. They have like heeled shoes, so you know it's like clack 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 clack. This is this is seventeen forty one. This is like Rococo era. He's got Mm -hmm. like friggin' three inch heel. You know it. You know it. Um, Solid wood. Okay. Okay. So again, this is within the first three pages. Okay, the first three pages. This is we learn that. He is a blackmailer. She is there to, like, the bastard daughter of an aristocrat. He busts out, goes from naked to full-on, like, uh, fancy man <laughs> to bust out of the wall that he has been living in for the past three months. Okay, three pages in. All right. Um, then he, like, at their meeting, like, he grabs her hand, and then he starts, like, so she's like, what and he's like pleased to meet you and like shakes her hand and then grabs her hand and then starts talking about like the fleshy part um underneath the thumb which is called the um the mound of venus and he starts talking about like signif like the size of it signifies like how um how what a sexual appetite woman has and then he bites it like (gasps) bites her hand like not like a hard bite but like a like a you know like I mean he, there's some teeth there and she's like he just met like literally Very hi how are you you are my new housekeeper I have been living in the walls for three months oh you have like this like a fat fleshy part right here let me just nom that so this <laughs> giant rat man busts out of the wall in three inch heels grabs her hand in three inch heels grabs her hand and then is like, mm, I love your mound of Venus, which I maybe I just have a dirty mound. Sounds slutty. I'm here for it. But also, and then is like, I'd be like, I have rabies. This yes. is it. I. Yes. Yeah. So then, all right. Then he goes like, I'm out of the walls now. And then he calls the other like servants. Um, and he decides 
to be like just a little extra and decides to wake all of his servants up to bathe in the library. Like the library. Like like not his room. They're not going to bring the thing. No, no. He's going to, they're going to haul this bathtub to the library and like fill it up. And he is going to take this bath because he has to wash the dust of three months off of himself. So you know he hasn't bathed. Like you know he has not bathed. Okay. <gasps> Eat the rich. All right. But then, but then what the, the, my favorite part about this is, oh God, I'm going to have to try to find it now. Um, he is like, she is concerned that he is uh, a well-known libertine. And so she like, doesn't want any of the like attractive maids and footmen to like, come help him because she is afraid that he will like hit on them because it's been three months. So she makes him go wake up grandpa. That's fucked up. No, 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 no. Wait for it. Wait for it. Okay. Um, If he was mistake, if he wasn't mistaken, she'd made sure to hide away the comeliest of his maids and footmen. Did she think him a satyr? Well, perhaps she wasn't entirely mistaken in her judgment. Val smirked as he shed his banyan, the only article of clothing he now wore, and sauntered nude to the bath. He crooked a finger at the eldest and most worldly-looking of the footmen. If Mrs. Crumb thought to curtail his bed sport, she was going to be sadly disappointed. But this is the intro. So, like, living in walls, bathing at 2 a.m. in his library, full-on Fully dressed, three-inch heels, diamond buckles to jump out this wall. (laughs) And he is definitely did possibly, like, dirty things with an elderly footman. I do need you to understand, though, we have been all wrong with fully dressed. Because I googled what a banyan is, and it's essentially a... a a gentleman's leisure robe, which means this man in our head cannon is fully rocking everything with his diamond three-inch Rococo heels and then is fully dick-swinging naked underneath. No, no, no. No, no, no. He was wearing, he was wearing a waistcoat. Like, I don't, there wasn't anything about breeches. There was nothing about breeches, but he was wearing... A waistcoat. That's worse. A cloth of gold. Yeah. He was wearing a velvet robe and then a cloth of gold waistcoat. I don't, it did not say breeches. Oh, yeah. And then he had, he had lace. It laces his, his throat. Wrist. Yeah. So again, I do not. pooed out of the walls? <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't specifically say that, but I think I think that is a fair assessment. We could say that yes, he Winnie pooed Winnie the pooed out of the wall. Mariana is going to have the most heinous nightmares tonight. <laughs> Your husband is you going to be so down? mad at us. Dylan is going to call each and every one of you, being like, "What did you do? What did you do?" No, I'm the only one he has a phone number for. I'm going to get the phone calls. <laughs> So I guess that, so that is my, that is my selection. I, de- I focus specifically on this scene because we, that's what the prompt was for introduction. Um, and I, I don't know about you, but um, I think a 
six foot tall, six foot three in he- diamond buckled heels, Winnie the Poohing um, <laughs> wall man um, is pretty fucking memorable for as far as introductions go. All right, all right, all right. You know what? Yeah. Um, I I don't remember if we're choosing a best. We're gonna score yeah. after. <laughs> wow, I think that yeah. y'all have. A, I can't top that with my introduction. <laughs> so I kind of love him, but like he is unapologetic. Like the more I read, like because it's it's so weird because I'm like, mm, and do I feel things? And I'm list. I'm reading it and listening to the audiobook, and the audiobook narrator does sound like the Wish version of Kira Knightley. I have a follow up question, just really okay. quick. Is is the female main character the the head of the house? She's the housekeeper. Yeah. <gasps> oh. <laughs> How do you ever fall in love with the man who's been living in your house? <laughs> Okay. Um, quite quite easily because um, he he is it's the dick swinging oh 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 I forgot I left out one of the main parts oh my god okay oh, no. You've already back up won, back up Haley You've already wait 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 okay so you continuing the introduction all right on page like eight we do find out because like he is he is like she's left because his his um valet or her valet has arrived. Um, which I'm assuming is the one who gets him like just full on naked, not just Winnie the Poohing, and into his banyan. Um, and as he's gone to the library to bathe, she does go back into his bedroom to try to find the um, the miniature like portrait that she had dropped, which she was trying to get that he was blackmailing for. If that made any sense? Um, and she does acknowledge when she goes back in that he has a full-on life-size painting of himself on the wall in the nude. I have to know, hard or soft? (laughs) Kristen, Kristen asking the importantest questions. (laughs) Truly. I mean, we're going to assume hard, right? At least the chub, right? During his supposed absence... (laughs) During his supposed absence, Bridget had had plenty of time to study the life-size nude portrait of the Duke hanging next to his bed. She'd long thought the dimensions of his manhood exaggerated. They were not. (laughs) She has absolutely diddled in that bed. Um, and so then it goes on to describe, would you like to hear the description of his manhood? Yes. yes. In what world is it yes. or no? Absolutely. Um, which is when we were talking about, uh, when Kristen mentioned all the, um, the balls talk, um, this is what I was thinking of because, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. His cock swayed, ruddy and healthy between muscled thighs. His testicles were lightly furred and comely, if such things could be called comely. And his legs were downright beautiful. Even his feet. His feet were oddly lovely, long-toed, and high-arched. <laughs> comely balls. Furred. He is referred to have Thanks, I furred <laughs> and comely balls. See, I was actually fine with this dr- description. Like, I was like, I was, I was here for it. I was like, all right, cool. Nice legs. So you got to the feet. Comely, hairy balls. 
and I do not <laughs> like feet at all. I have what the only freaking Ruby first book I have ever DNF'd in my life was because there was too much foot description in the first like 20% and I was like, I'm out. I'm out. And they, <laughs> feet have come up more than once and I'm out. Like, I can't do it. You know, I respect that. Solid. Um, that is my entrance uh, for most memorable introduction. We shouldn't have let Haley go. All right, y'all can wow. turn the episode off now. Uh, we had a good time. Um, we'll see you in so two yes. weeks. <laughs> so here's the other thing, though, is I also listen to Heaving Bosoms, and I don't remember this, and I'm starting to think I have blacked it out. <laughs> I have fully, I heard, lived in the walls and blacked this out. Because I've always been like, huh, I want to li- read Elizabeth Hoyt. But didn't for some reason. I'm starting to think my memory was going, bitch, no, you don't. No, there's people in the fucking walls with comely balls. That sounds like the beginning of a limerick. And I'm going to be deeply disappointed if that is not. I was going to say, Sabrina, I think we need that needs to go in some sort of ukulele song. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll be writing songs for this podcast. Don't worry. And one of them will be about comely balls that live in the walls in diamond tipped heels has no he has to wear shoes he will be wearing shoes in the song i refuse to acknowledge no breeches and that's fine shoes on the he doesn't need pants but we need foot pants because i can't do it five out of five on introduction meeting the prompt tell us about the swoons i want to hear about the swoons and the pants feelings or lack of pants feelings as the case may be i was very conflicted because he is he is not what I would call, because I love Morally Gray. Like we all know, I, lo- I like a villain. I like Morally Gray. And he is like Morally Gray-ish. But like, I mean, he is definitely more of a villain. He is definitely, I know y'all like the only James, like the psychopath books. He definitely comes off as like that psychopath trope where he will murder everyone like but like his like lady love and like oh so this isn't a morality chain this is like a you sit pretty over there and i'm gonna go do some myrtleating no she does he does care about but only because it's like her it's there's no like there's a scene where he is definitely going to gut someone like a fish like he's going to like and the guy is like there will be repercussions because the guy he's going to gut like a fish is the bastard son of the king of the king and he's like bitch there might be there might not be but you know what that's a tomorrow question that's not a right now and he's literally going to like and she's like puts her hands on his shoulders like hey can we um not do that um i don't even remember if she said like like i mean if the argument was don't get blood on the carpet or like what but just like he's like you know okay that's fine like see see him out and she's like i can't believe that worked (laughs) but like pants feelings because he is he is very he's very attractive he has gorgeous golden hair he looks like a god he is built but like in a like 
fencers like lean sort of runner build so he's not bulky but he is strong mm-hmm. um he's also ambidextrous and i just think that's real hot yeah. like i like i like me an ambidextrous that's... oh i just real like it like i said i like a danger buy and i also like a fancy man mm-hmm. and he is both like he's both it just brings me great joy like he does this knife fight in a in a robe like it, like his fancy like green and purple dragon silk robe. Um, That's hot, I, right? It does give me pants feelings, but then I feel like should I? Have? He lived in a wall for three. Months? He did. Like he lived in a wall for three months. Um, like, and is it like would it be consensual? Because is he in his right mind? Because there are lots of times where you're like. But like, is he really crazy though? <laughs> like, is he? I mean, it's still hot, but like, is that okay? Is it okay for me to like him if he is like should probably be committed? And in modern days, he would be on a psych ward. Um, like, is that That's still okay? Oof. Um, see, this is why I'm <laughs> conflicted. Um, as far as swoons go. I, I gave this, again, um, I did, like, I did three and a half noms for swoons. Um, are we doing halves? Oh, I did. We are now. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to do halves. Because <laughs> um, I was like, okay, so it was like, it wasn't a full four on, because he was, this wasn't this super, super swoony, right? All right, but, like, so the, the main part I loved is, like, she has this, like, terrier dog who's, like, a stray, and she, like, feeds it because she's always wanted a pet, but... She's always been in service, and she can't have her own pet. And he's, like, this mangy, like, flea-bitten, like, wire-haired terrier, like, dog. And he basically, she's, like, feeding him in the back alley. And she comes back home one day, and she hears, like, him, like, a yip, right? And she runs. And all these, like, neighborhood boys are, like, have, like, tied up her not-dog, kicking it and, like, being mean to it. And she's, like, screaming, but, like, they're so loud, and she's, like, so choked with terror, like, she can't. And then all of a sudden, like, the Duke comes out and, like, fucking fires a gun in the air, like, in his, like, just his, just his robe, and is basically, like, I will kill you. I will kill you all. And they're, like, and then so they leave. And she goes and rescues the dog and everything. And she's like, I didn't even know you liked dogs. And he's like, I don't. I hate dogs. But you like it. And I'm just like, oh. Oh, yeah. That's a swoon point, at least. All on its own. Wow. Okay. That's cute as shit. He's like, bring the dog inside. She's like, I can't bring the dog inside. There are rules. Like, I I can't have a pet. And And he looks at her and he's like, fuck the rules and brings the dog inside and he doesn't even like dogs because at a later point they're having an argument with his manservant slash valet and he's like you can either be a dog person or a cat person and he is like i the socially and in every way superior person am a cat person you cannot be both and the housekeeper because his valet is from like a different country and doesn't speak English that well she's like no no sweetheart like you can like both animals it is not and he's like (laughs) and the duke's like absolutely not absolutely not um but then he does let that dog sleep in his bed 
also because just because she likes it it's it's for no other reason than it brings her joy and that just that's very swoony because again he is probably a certifiable psychopath hey he, yeah. we don't we like a psychopath in this household I know. So that's right <laughs> and then um i because this was all about introductions i did not score the ending also i have not read the ending yeah, so. if you tried to come in with a rating for that HEA, that ending, though, I was fully going to bring down the hammer and be like, no. <laughs> I'm going to give it one. Is this is this book, do I think, in my heart, with in the very, very depths of my soul, that this book is DTF? Yes, I do. Well, okay, hang on. 100%. So what was your, what's your rating for pants feelings? You, so you said that there are pa- conflicting oh, pants I said, feelings. Yes, I said I also gave pants feelings a three and a half. Because of my conflict. Super hot. Um, he does do some weird stuff. And I find myself like kind of like uncomfortable that I do like it. It's not like burning down the house. Mostly because he says some like really um, kind of off the wall things sometimes. Which kind of take you out of the sexy moments. Your tears taste like salvation. Nope. Mm-mm. I just sometimes when you hear certain things that he says, I know this is supposed to be a, a sexy moment, but mm, it just reminds me that he is crazy. Mm-mm. Like it just, it, it, it reels it back. I was all there. I was ready to go. And then he does remind me that he might have a mental condition uh, that would make this uh encounter uncomfortable and maybe not on the up and up if i was to partake so all in all this comes out to because i make the executive decision that this is a five out of five on big brain stuffs mm-hmm. oh absolutely and it fits the I did, I, yeah. you're coming in at what 12 yeah and, I give and, and we have a we have a rating of eleven plus uh, as DTF. So I think this is a this is a solid this, book this is, is a solid twelve. Prom. All right, I love it. I will find another Elizabeth Hoyt to read first, <laughs> and maybe I'll work my way to this one. I will not give up on Elizabeth Hoyt as the one day author for me. It's the Take Maiden Lane of- series. All right, that's well. Kristen? Time for the rest of us to talk about our uh, frankly uh, not. Subpar. Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> Dandy Man, and the fucking walls with the comely balls. Okay, I will say that was a surprise. <laughs> I was not there. <laughs> but don't write me off just yet because I'm coming in with Morning Glory Milking Farm by CMS <gasps> Costa. Okay, and we just go straight into a sex work hand job. Okay, so. I've got a few, I don't know, facts about it, uh, because for big brain stuffs, so it's best introduction. This book introduced us to CM Nascosta, so thank you for that. <gasps> Apparently, this book was published on August third, two thousand twenty-one, and I read it on August thirteenth, two thousand twenty-one. Which really surprised me. I did not realize I had gotten to it so quickly. But 
it's been great since then. Our first introduction. So, yeah. uh, then we have our first sentence of the book. The goal for every client is a plentiful, speedy collection. And I just love that we're collecting Minotaur cum. And that's, <laughs> I mean, really, it's so good. It is. I mean, this is like, and like comes in, oops, no pun intended, um, <laughs> like I'm hot. Like, I mean, that first, like from the get go, it is like, oh, yes. Uh, I'm so mad oh. at you, Kristen, because I like, I didn't do this uh, and I wanted to. And I was like, no, I'm not going to touch it. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like our Lord and Savior, CM Nas Costa, I just need to, couldn't, I couldn't do it. But now I'm really, really glad that you're doing it because I love oh. this book so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> you could have done it. I had another one. I had another one online, but I'm glad I get to do it too. Uh, so anyway, Violet gets hired on at Morning Glory Milking Farm. She's going to be a milking technician. We've got all of the all of the barnyard kitsch uh, around. This is the quote when she first sees him. Violet wasn't sure what she'd been hoping for as she entered the room, but her stomach sank at the sight of a broad, well-muscled back encased in a crisp white dress shirt. So immediately she's like, oh, no, this guy, he's he's going to be rude and just not necessarily the person that I want my very first Minotaur cock touch to be with. Right. That is not the case, though. This is this is our introduction to Rourke, the Minotaur. The short, silky, coarse hide that covered his body was the same color as the shaggy pecan brown hair that fell messily into his face with huge roan-colored horns pushing through it like weeds, stretching outward and to the sky. He was already partially erect, she saw at once. Well, that'll speed things up if nothing else. Her jaw worked, a dozen different awkward greetings crowding her mind, leaving her tongue useless and her voice mute as the minotaur turned, the overhead light catching on the thick gold ring spanning the width of his pink note. And then he tells her he's on his lunch break and she better be quick about it, essentially. Let's make me want to do a reread. Oh, my gosh. Oh, you know if you start a CMS Costa reread, though, you're going to reread every single mm-hmm. everything book out there though yeah. i think i think oh. i would do when the next one comes out which is soon yes. i think i might do an <gasps> like an mg like a morning glory milk and farm reread and then go straight into a blue ribbon romance shout out cm nescosta's new book everybody should read it so violet you guys, she she slips a pinky under his foreskin. She milks his balls. I mean, he is into it, okay? She leaves for the day. She she doesn't think about him again, and that's a big lie. She does a lot. She thinks about him a lot. But this is when we start getting into the swoons. We we've we're introduced. We've seen his dick. He left. That was it. Um, but he keeps requesting her. He they talk about how he likes the personal touch at Morning Glory Milking Farm, specifically her personal touch. He just, he comes back so much. And she doesn't realize this at first, but he becomes a top earner, a mega milker, 
if you will. And he gets all this swag <laughs> because he just really, really loves her hand jobs so much. I remember the first time I read this book, I was like, this book is coming in hot. This book is not holding anything back and I'm here for it. No, the fact that they're meet cute is her not only like handling his um, prodigious penis, um, but then like attaching a like full on like milking gun to it, like and like, <laughs> like that is their meet cute. Like uh-huh. this is that their was meet-cute. some noises that you just made. <laughs> that was. I mean, it really, it really put it all together yeah i i visualized the machine after she she made that noise and i was like wow that's what that looks like <laughs> all 24 ounces by the I'm way sorry, i can't hear my i can't hear myself that well so it was very like muted to me so i would i would really be i'm gonna be very interested to hear to see what that sounds like <laughs> Have y'all, do y'all have any understanding of how much 24 fluid ounces is though? The bottom half of it. This is 20, this is 22 ounces. So much. What do you got in that mug, Haley? Uh, This is green tea. Uh, uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll bet it is. By the way, for all of our <laughs> listeners, that was a really fun experience of all of us holding up our miscellaneous beverages. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. No. I will say, like, the only thing I can think of that would be comparable to, because uh, I'm assuming that you were implying that I had um, 22 sweet, sweet ounces of Minotaur milk in here, um, which I do not. Um, but the only thing I can think of that would be comparable is I did get some fair life protein shakes and then i did think i would be smart um and put it like in the freezer to like chill it quickly um and then i did forget about it (laughs) um and then like thaw it uh in the refrigerator and i was like oh it'll be fine it'll just be really cold um it turns out whatever protein or thing that is in there i now understand um why they need that special like protein stuff to put down the shower drain for that all that minotaur come um mm-hmm. it does turn it into like a gel um and that is what i do imagine uh what like that would be like drinking it would be like a like a gel i do not recommend it don't do okay. it okay like a defrosted protein shake yeah it was, um, it's like it's it, it was i don't even know how to describe it it was thick you've done it you've was, done a good job that sounds disgusting very thick You've done a good job of description, Haley. I have, I, I am having a visceral, internal, physical reaction to the <laughs> description that you just shared so kindly with the class. Uh, moving on, Kristen, tell us more about <laughs> the swoons so we can get away so from this heinous, heinous, yeah, go for it. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. If that didn't completely turn your pants feelings all the way off, we have plenty of those as well. I cannot get my Kindle. There we go. So let's see. Page 76 has a great swoony moment 
where he smiles at her for the first time. On page 105, though, they meet at a coffee shop. And this is where he is talking to, I think the barista, like, lives in the neighborhood. She's asking him if he and L'Oreal are going to go to the barbecue, like, the block party on the weekend. And so Violet has this, like, visceral reaction of, like, oh, my God, he's dating someone he's married they go to block parties in the neighborhood together and she just is distraught and when I tell you I felt it so much today when I was rereading I was like Rourke how could you do this to us but it's okay you guys L'Oreal is just his neighbor and you'll meet her in girls weekend she does such a good oh Oh, I just love his author so much. But she does such a good job with, like, the visceral reality. Like, it can be so small, and yet you, like, feel, like, you feel what the characters are feeling, like, mm-hmm. so easily. Oh. And then we get to that ending. And after they have that that good, good shower sex, um, the last like sentence is she was going to settle into her new life in Cambrick Creek. She was going to ace this new job. She was going to listen to his neighbor's very good advice. If you love each other and you're good together, then it's worth it. And I just, oh. I mean, <laughs> it's so cute. That almost just made me cry. And I've read this book several times. <laughs> it's a good line. Oh. So it's, it's 20 out of 20 noms. <laughs> Of course. See, this is why it's not fair. All right, because like, <laughs> like there's so yeah. much packed in. I mean, and how long is this book? Is like a hundred and ninety four like, pages or something. Yeah, it's like I, yeah, it's insane. How like so short, and it's there's so much packed in there, and yeah, I just five out of five. Like this is a great introduction. I mean, just a here is my penis. Milk mm-hmm. it, please. Um, that is just oh. a great. And then just all the pants feelings. And it's pro-sex it's, work. It's pro-sex mm-hmm. work. It's all the pants feelings. I mean, you just like, oof, like Rourke is a uh, very good dirty talker. Um, yeah, and I like and that just... size difference, man. That like is, mm-hmm. is a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's handled pretty, handled mm, pretty well. <laughs> um, so I will, I, I feel like I am also biased that I would just five uh, 20, 20, 20 out of 20 noms. I just don't know. It's like a. It is. But if your pants feelings weren't convinced, I found the quote that I really wanted to, to read you guys. She wondered if this was what it would be like to be fucked by the big bull, a slow, solid pounding, deep and exquisite, each slam of his wide hips filling her completely. A thought that made her face heat and mortification at the same time, that she flooded with arousal. And I mean, just what? So good. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great selection. <laughs> I also props on the big brain of like, it was our introduction to Sam Costa, and it's a great introduction to them. So like, oh, that is, that is a double tricky, tricky. But remember my guy lived in a wall. Yeah. <laughs> tempted to bring it down on the introduction just by one point because I did not specifically remember their introduction but that is a me specific thing so I will but so I will go with your five out of five on memorable introductions because 
I do have signed copies of all of CM Costa's books on my bookshelf right now. So clearly it was a uh, effective introduction to CM Costa as an author. In fact, uh, cut this out, but you can see them behind me right now. So... oh my god i mean that's it that's all i have i love that book okay so i i had two books in mind and the one i originally was thinking about was wicked in the wallflower by (gasps) sarah mclean Mm -hmm. great intro great Mm -hmm. then i remembered another book (laughs) So I instead decided to go with Moonstruck by Only James. And um, trigger warning on this book and this section, uh, murder and torture. (laughs) To say the least. (laughs) (laughs) To say the least. Yeah. Okay. And I'm really not like a dark romance person. I'm normally like gory books are not my thing. And I'm, I won't lie with some of the only James books. I do skip sections because I'm like, ugh, I don't, I don't need to know. Um, but they're just so well written. And I'm, I'm saying all of this and Kristen and Sabrina are who got me to read this series. And this is book three of a seven part series. And okay. So what ha- happened was Atticus, who is the oldest of seven psychopath adopted children, um, is off to do one of his. Yeah, he's the oldest. Older than yeah. Aiden? He's not older than Aiden, but Aiden is no longer he's adopted. The... Oh, okay. 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 Yes. Okay. Okay. He is. He's the first child. I should say this. He's the first child mm-hmm. of the seven. And so, um, so like the plot line of this series is that they're all psychopaths so they can kill without feeling right. And they use that power for good and they kill terrible people. Basically like that's the plot of the series and they all fall in love along the way. Well, as close to love as they can anyways. So he is going out to find, um, this terrible person, Trevor, Trevor Maynard, who is, absolutely horrible and has been abusing power and taking advantage of immigrant women and is overall just a terrible person. And so he's like heading out to this cabin to like get this guy and he's miserable the whole time because he hates being dirty. He hates, he kind of actually hates killing people. And so like the whole time you're like, Oh, this is not going well. But like because Y'all, it's messy. Because it's messy. He doesn't like being messy. Yeah, it's not, it's yeah, not, that's, a, it's that's not a problem with the like murder latent part. It's a problem with the no, uh, no, shit no. that goes along with it. It's messy. Which I kind of. I mean, no, I get a little, that. A part of me, I'm like, yeah, yeah I'd be yeah, a lethal yeah. injection kind of killer. I think so. He shows up to this cabin and he like hears a scream and he's like, "Son of a bitch!" He's in there hurting another woman. Breaks down the door. Nope. Trevor Maynard is tied to a chair by a big, beautiful man. Just this beautiful man is holding a blade to him and is like, hello, what doing here? (laughs) And he's like, I heard I heard screaming. And he's like, that's what you do. Well, that's what they do when you poke them 
with a knife? And he's like, yeah, what is happening? Like all of this. And you like poking them with knives too? (laughs) Basically the man who he's like, who he has walked in on torturing Trevor is like, listen, man, I know this looks really bad, but this dude is like, he looks, hold on. I know he looks like a harmless nerd. Wow. Trevor muttered, but he's really a huge piece of shit. Why don't you just turn around and walk away? No harm, no foul, you know. And then and then they start going into the like, well, how do you know I'm not a cop? And he's like, I know you're not a fucking cop, dude. Like, you don't look like a cop. That gun's too nice to be a cop. Um, and because, of course, backwards really quick, Atticus's whole family are millionaires because, of course, they are. Duh. How, <laughs> they have how to else be. do you get away with and hiding so, shit like this? Like Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. So he's just kind of like, I, I'm so sorry. I would personally love to leave, but I have to kill this guy too. Like I, I have people I have to answer to. I have a list. Like I can't leave until he's dead. And he's like, well, I also, I'm going to murder this guy. Like I was here first. So <laughs> sorry. Dibs. And then, yeah, basically dibs. And Atticus is just kind of like, well, like, and then in the middle of all of this, Trevor says some really racist asshole shit. Um, and we find out Jericho is the other man, um, is half Asian, half uh, Mexican. And so they play with a terrible game of torturing him, of being like, if you can guess where I am from, you get to live. Y'all, it's painful. The whole thing is very painful. I mean, it's not painful. It's kind of funny because, like, wow, this guy is a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, you talk um, about a fucking he, racist like that dude is. Yeah. He's uh, a really racist piece of shit. So, in the end, uh, Jericho ends up killing him. And Alex is like, well, what are you going to do? Like, what's the game plan here? And he's like, I'm going to leave the door open let animals get him. I don't give a shit. Like, this is it. And Alex is like, this is not. You know what? He's dead. I've witnessed it. I can leave. (gasps) But then Jericho's like but you're kind of hot. And Atticus is like, I'm not gay. And he's like, mm, you sure, friend? Because, like, your penis says otherwise. And uh, Atticus is just kind of, like, has no idea what's happening. Like, he straight up asks, are you, are you flirting with me? And he's like, I mean, how often do you meet someone that you don't have to lie about yourself to? And, okay, this is a great interlude. Um, I'm not gay, Atticus managed, sounding unsure even to himself. The stranger grinned, and Atticus' stomach took his somersaults. Yeah, but you're not straight either, are you? I'm a psychopath, Atticus blurted. The stranger leaned forward, his whisper conspiratorial. I'm a Scorpio. I still like banging dudes. So good. Her (laughs) writing... Y'all, she's so funny. It's part of what makes these books so great. She's absolutely hysterical. Um, so then they find out, like, each other's can names. We, yes. Can we talk about how Jericho just, like, tells him to hop up on the table and eat a uh, granola bar granola while bar. he tortures this dude? Oh, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot about that. Yes. At the very beginning, when Atticus sees when Atticus sees that Jericho, like, has it handled... And everything. He jumps up on the counter and is like, fuck it. I just, I have to make sure he dies. And like, that's it. And he just like 
gets on the table and eats a granola bar while the other person is being like tortured and murdered. This <laughs> feels like a so win-win win for him, though. It, it really is because he doesn't have to do the dirty work, which mm, mm, is a plot. <laughs> okay, so they flirt like back and forth for a hot second. And sure enough, then uh, we have an instant blowjob. We are on, it says page 25, but it's really not that far in. Um, like very close. Jericho gives Atticus a blowjob right there in the cabin yeah. with a dead body behind dead them. Dead dude just chilling. Yeah, just chilling in the background. It's it's a lot. Like then you just, like you're reading it and you're like, okay, okay, okay. And then you remember that part and you're like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And then um, like, Atticus gives him a hand job. Has Jericho, like, what, like, he, I'm assuming he, like, knifed him. Like, he's been cut up. There's, yes. like, like, did he shower? Has he rinsed? Mm. Is he just, like, full on, like, face covered, body covered in blood? I don't blood? think he's, he's not, like, very, like, face and body. Jericho's killed a good few people. So he's, he doesn't get he's too tidy messy. about his hobbies. Yeah. He, he, atta- he goes at them with a grace and finesse. I'm assuming. Um, because I would assume that if he was super dirty, Atticus would not let him touch him. Okay. That's a move. Just point blank. Yeah. Yeah. So then Atticus returns a favor by giving Jericho a hand job. They go, well, this has been, he drifted off without, what was he going to say? Yeah. Jericho acknowledged. Are you sure you don't need help with? He pointed to Trevor. Jericho gave a small cough. Nah, I'm good. Atticus slung his backpack over his shoulder once more. Okay, then. Bye, I guess. <laughs> and then he leaves. He leaves. I, he fucks off back into the forest. I love Atticus. Bitching about the mud again. So much. Like, Moonstruck might be, it's definitely up there in my favorite books in that series. It is. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorites, honestly. Okay, so big brain stuff. I was very, I thought, their introduction to each other. Gold. And especially... It, like, holds over um, because their introduction really, like, kind of foretells how the rest of the book is going to go because it's a big portion that Atticus doesn't like getting dirty. And Jericho just takes over doing the dirty business for him. That's, he knows he doesn't like it. That's definitely yeah. the swoons. All the swoons. It's Murder really, swoons. Like, he's just kind of like, I know you don't <laughs> like it. Murder swoons. And so, like, he brings him snacks and... Y'all, this is, it's probably a very me-specific thing, but he calls them freckles. Mm -hmm. And I, as a freckly bitch, (laughs) every time I'm like, no one calls me freckles, but I like it. Ah, I think it's so sweet. He's like, and then, but okay, in another book, I will spoil this. Someone else tries to call Atticus freckles, and Jericho is like, shut the fuck up. I call him freckles, you can fuck off. Like, absolutely not. That is my nickname for my baby. And, um... It's very cute. We later also, Jericho has like adopted this like ragtag team of like teenage boys and they're like cleaning up the streets together. I mean, they're like teenagers, but like they're also like young adults, really. And murderers. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yet again, huge trigger warning this whole series murder, violence, uh, gore. Uh, otherwise, like check your trigger warnings before you read the series. But can I say they got reasons? Like, 
they got reasons as to quote heaving bosoms bosoms <laughs> heaving bosoms they've got reasons though so many so yeah so the swoons for me is the fact that like Jericho is definitely an acts of service kind of love language and takes that to the T and then uh Atticus is a gifts and like providing for you kind of active service so the way they like reconnect is that jericho breaks into his work and is just like hey what you doing i've been thinking about you and uh they just kind of go from there and kind of with all of these books it's pretty insta love but mm-hmm. yeah it's very good also pants feeling only james has a lot of sex there's just a lot of sex in all of these books it's like a good four and a half five for pants feelings just because like quantity alone for a 300 page book it's it's a lot it's at least a quarter of the words in the book are sex related uh cock alone shows up 74 times let's see one i love this research thank you what are you counting and I'm trying to count how many times they have sex or oh my god uh, we're at like 10 or 12 like maybe 13 times they have sex in a 23 chapter book is that that feels like a, a lot pretty good odds I guess I, I guess I don't register it as being that much because like one of the things is there's a lot of sex in this series but it's also so plot heavy like there's mm-hmm. so much plot that yeah. like you're like oh yeah hey look more sex there's a but lot also of... here's more plot like yeah yeah there's a lot of like big bad happening in the background that you're also like <gasps> what do how solve oh no and uh yeah it's very good swoons so pants feelings i'll give it a 4 um swoons I'll give it another four. And, you know, I didn't finish rereading it. Oh, my God. Y'all are killing me. <laughs> I didn't reread it. <laughs> I knew what I was going with. And so I did a great, um, like, a pretty good, like, reread of the intro and, like, first couple of, like, what's happening. Okay. You know, but that's about it. Um, yeah, it ends really well. This this book is also kind of an introduction for her like spinoff series. I cannot wait for that series. Um, yeah, it's going to be very good. So this, I, I do give it that, that it's just kind of like it's leading into another series. Um, but yeah, this book is definitely DTF, I find. Check your trigger warnings. I can't say it enough. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I've got 16 noms. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you for doing the math for me. I gave it three for the ending. Yeah. Yeah. All of the endings for these series are just kind of like, oh, no, there's a big bad. Ah. And then they come together as a family and solve it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how most of them kind of end. Not to spoil Which is- everything, but that's. Oh no! In it's a very romance satisfying. novel, there's a happily ever after, and a, the big no, 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 bad no. is defeated. Yeah. Oh no! What a spoiler! Yeah, but it's like defeated through like various murder <laughs> ways. So yeah, that's about it. 
yeah 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 so definitely a three a three for the ending i would say yeah thank you Kristen, for doing some math for me you got it yeah still ttf oh yeah oh for sure dtf all right well i guess it's my turn y'all when i tell you yeah. i have gone on a journey so <laughs> <laughs> i started i could not decide so at first at first i um was trying to think of any books because we only gave ourselves two weeks this time around we only had two weeks that's i may have read nine books in those two weeks actually it's less than two weeks since we recorded the intro mm-hmm. and i've read nine books but none of them were like super memorable like like they were good introductions but they weren't like super memorable or like anything big crazy or um something that really stuck out and then so i was like okay well let's think about past books that i've read because for this prompt we had decided that it doesn't have to be something that we've read in the last little couple like the last little while it can be just a book that we have read that we remembered um and I couldn't decide. I got analysis paralysis thinking about all of the books that I have read that because um, as it's been stated at least twice now in this episode or while we've been recording, it may not make it into the episode, but I did read 384 books last year. <laughs> the year before it was like 290. Like I when I was trying just in the last two years alone, this two years plus this year only there are too many books. And I was like, I can't do this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to pick something that I've recently read, but then none of it was clicking. So then I was like, okay, something I've recently read. And I was like, okay, we're going to do a shielded heart because you want to talk about a good introduction to a penis. It's that one. She literally screams and falls (laughs) off the side of the bed. And I will never forget that ever. Like literally when people come in and they're like, Hey, Sabrina, do you have any recs? And I'm like, I got a sci-fi alien romance for you where the penis is so weird that she screams. And so far everybody is bitten on that. Um, everybody. I I bit. Yeah. I bit. And you won. You bit and you won. And I did. I, I bit and I won. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it who who wrote it? Uh, Tiffany Roberts. Thank Honestly, you. that whole series uh, is delightful, and I can recommend the whole series. If you okay, so if you like a um fun, flirty, fancy pants, um pirate man style character, this is that hero. This is that this is the this is a Jack Sparrow style hero. Um or a uh Killian from the Corsairs series style hero. And that's one of my many, 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 many catnips. So I loved him. Um but yeah, so I could that was like my first thought, and then I ended up not doing that. So then Oh shit. <laughs> so then Wait, that's not even the book you bit. (laughs) Then I started five other books in the last 24 hours that are on my TBR. Sabrina. That's why I'm at 11 books that I'm currently reading right now. I started. Shut the fuck up. How dare you? I am fine. 
No, so, I'm just mad. I'm just mad because you spoiled my wreck for Get Wrecked because I was going to wreck Shielded Heart. You can still wreck it. I, I will. But <laughs> please. Whatever. Double Mer. wrecked. Do- this book will double wreck you. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> So or anyway. like quadruple wreck you because. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was you would talk about a spoiler. Don't listen to her. Ignore the penis sounds. Okay, my God, Haley. Those, those, my friend, are casual Cthulhu noises. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah. So th- oh, but then I have a couple of books that I'm still in the middle of, and so I like picked those back up and read that for a little bit and then finally um oh yeah because then i was like thinking about doing addy by raven kennedy because like such a good one that's such a good like introduction just to the world and the pack i can also recommend addy by raven kennedy and then the second book i was like oh wait but but then what about um what about uh reese because the the (laughs) meet cute for reese the second book in the pack of misfits series it's like the meet cute is so cute because she like steals his little as her little ratty shifter self steals something from him and he's just like oh his lug nuts yeah his lug nuts anyway i also didn't choose any of those books <laughs> what the fuck sabrina so... <laughs> i told you i went on a journey i went on a journey <laughs> So then I started The Guest with Claws by uh, Ella Maven because she writes incredible romance novels, like alien sci-fi romance. I'm upset. Like, I literally read all of her back catalog in, like, two weeks, and I didn't breathe for two weeks, and it was so good. And then she wrote a monster romance, and I was like, okay, I'm going to read this one. And then that one didn't click either. So then <laughs> I downloaded another. I literally just no, wanted- no, 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 no. Is this the one, though? Yes. Okay. So this was, like, I have been hard stressing about this. So unsurprisingly, I did end up going with an alien sci-fi romance. Unsurprisingly. Um, Unsurprisingly, I came across a penis, a slightly weird penis. Um, Also, unsurprisingly... This shit wa- is heavy faded mates, and I don't know why I'm just not that into faded mates and paranormal, but I eat that thing. <laughs> I eat that stuff up with a golden spoon when it's in an alien sci-fi romance. So I ended up going with Doom by Regine Abel, and Regine Abel is a great author for challenge prompts in general. Like, I could every challenge i've ever seen i could wreck a couple of her books for um but i ended up going with doom because one i kind of similarly uh a similar big brain thing of it's the introduction to a new series and a new world because of that uh it Mm. i do find that in a sci-fi series quite often the first book i'm not going to say suffers on the romance side of things but this happens i see this a lot in paranormal and in sci-fi where the romance is good, but there's so much world building and like that. I guess like the romance suffers for it a little bit, 
but not in a bad way. It's still a good romance. You know what I mean? So it's the introduction to the series. And then I am a big old sap and a sucker for a badass female main character who is a like freaking awesome in her own right. And then a big, sexy, hot ass alien rolls in and he's like, you are really good at taking care of yourself, but you don't have to anymore. So in this book, Earth is invaded by these big, awful bug fuckheads. And they're coming in, they're doing all this bullshit and like ruining Earth and all these things. And then all of a sudden there's new spaceships in the sky and it's like, oh no, we already have one alien invasion. Please go away. It's okay though. It's okay because these aliens are here to help. And they are some cool ass motherfuckers. So she is a medical doctor in this apocalyptic wasteland and she's like running around trying to get supplies and then she gets trapped by these the bad bug fuckheads and she's running they're coming for her they've grabbed her like they have her and they're the whole point of these bugs is they're coming into like breed essentially and make more of them and they're just going to take over the whole world and destroy everybody that they can't breed with is real fucked up right and then They were nearly seven feet tall and covered in a layer of thick golden scaled armor. The plates on their cheeks and above their brow fused into helmets that covered half of their faces. Thin, tightly packed, vicious looking spikes protruded from their foreheads, growing thicker and more spaced out in the back. There's a lot more description, but these big badass motherfucking golden alien dudes come falling out of the sky and land in this street. And they're like, all right let's play and they start like spitting acid at these bug things they got like scythes on their arms and they roll in and just fuck some shit up then doom sees her and he's like i've got her so the other dudes go off and keep fucking shit up and then he comes and he's like i won't hurt you i'm here to help you this is my fan this is like my little animal friend because god knows i'm a sucker for a fucking main character with an animal bud (laughs) and he's like this is stran yeah get ready stran is a crackle he's my battle companion and a dear friend he cannot speak with words as we do but he understands everything you can tell him and so stran is like big scaly badass roly-poly murder intelligent human or intelligent being and he's super cool by the way there's also like psychic talk between all like between the Crackles and the zions and zions are the big old like hot sexy gold dudes and turns out this is their battle form so they like their battle form like more like morphs back into their body and then they look like more human. Turns out they're actually genetically spliced. Oh, yeah, this is spoiler heavy. Get ready. If you don't want to know anything about this book, I'm about to roll in because the whole point of this is that it's an introduction to this universe because there's 10 books in the series and I'm kicking myself for starting this book because <laughs> I have so many books that I need to finish before my challenges end at the end of the month. And now I have set myself railroaded 
down to 10 book series it's fine the books are only like 200 pages each i'll finish like one and a half to two a day it's gonna be fine it's fine so there's like psychic talk between all like between the aliens and then uh it's just, it's so freaking cool, and he's just a big old hottie and such a sweetie, and he's so respectful and gentle with her, and then he, like, turns around and spits acid in the asshole's faces, and he's just murder lighting because this is his fated mate, apparently. Like, he immediately felt the, the tingles inside of him, and he's like, this is my one. I can see her aura, and her soul is beautiful, and, like... He can see that she's attracted to him and that she thinks that he's super kind and sweet. And it was just so sweet. <laughs> like, because he'd like roll up. I just, I want to pause and say, I, I, I love how if it's paranormal and they like exist on this world and are like, you know, in the same universe on this, in the same world, like a werewolf or whatever, no faded mates. That's not your shit. But, like, if it is a creature from another (laughs) galaxy, from the far reaches of the universe, where she is, like, not even a speck on a star map, and they show up, and you're, like, boom, faded mates. Like, this is not even one, this is not even, like, like a one in, like, nine billion chance. This is, like, a one in a, like, billionth to the nth power chance that they are faded mates and you're like yup nom 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 that makes perfect sense nom 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 faded mates nobody said anything about this makes sense but you are right I will drop trow for an alien faded mate but like I I mean Ruby Dixon gets to us so it's always been this way Mariana but again I feel like at least with Ruby Dixon, same planet. They exist mm. around each other. Not hot. Okay. It's not. <laughs> oh, you mean they're on the same planet, not like they're it has on to the be same Earth. planet. Like you want to talk about unrealistic? Petri the- dish of life mm-hmm. is like it is. It, it is. It is confined. You are talking about like so. I'm seeing this giant gold dude like shoo, boom, does like Captain America stance like in the street oh, yeah. starts. Spitting acid all over the place. There are bugs. Like, shit's going down. And he's like, ooh, that's my faded mate. Like, I traveled, I don't need faster than light okay. technology through wormholes. And I just happened to show up here and I have found my faded mate. I don't know why I'm arguing. I love faded mate. Hang mates on. Too, I will make the. But I just. I will make the note. You came from my paranormal. I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. I love paranormal. It's just like, I just, I, I mean, I don't not like the faded mates, but like, I'll put it this way. A faded mates and a paranormal is like a three out of five noms for me. A faded mates in an alien sci-fi is like a 15 out of five noms for me. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is my shit. I don't know why. Don't, I did not come for your parent. Why are you so aggressive? My goodness. Anyway, it's let me green get tea. back. <laughs> but yeah, he's also just like so cute and like a little smug, and she's just such a freaking. 
badass. So we're introduced to this like fascinating world because there's so much like genetic science going on in the background, and like I'm a sucker for world building. So okay, hang on. I did say like I find that like oftentimes in a big world building series that the first book, like the romance, can suffer a little bit. That's okay. I love world building. So they're like, yeah, look at all this genetic shit that explains the faded mates. Thank you, Haley. <laughs> there's there's a biological reason for faded mates in this world. And it makes sense because these genetically spliced sex gods are 40% human. Thank you. So it makes sense that humans are their faded mates. It's a genetic science and my brain went, you gen- <gasps> So I'm really glad it wasn't that. <laughs> I was like, Sabrina, Sabrina. No, no, no. This babe, is not a death romance. It's a little crazy. Like the red flag was rising for me. <laughs> I think it's more like along the lines of like GMOs. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got that after a yeah. second, but she was just like, there's a lot of genetic science. And I was like. Like we're talking about like. No one. No like, one else. Like special rice. Um, and, and not. Um, and, and not. Uh, carefully genocide genocide (laughs) yeah Yeah. horrible people yeah Yeah. so no well i mean to be fair there is a a kind of genocide of the entire human race going on right now but that's because bug aliens are assholes okay but that's not true bug aliens are not always assholes (laughs) as we have already discussed bug aliens can be real hot cough cough strange love cough cough the scorpion's mate Cough, cough. Anyway, I'll stop. I have a lot of bug alien romances in my tags on Storygraph. So anyway, super fucking bomb. Super cool world. I cannot wait to see. So this is why I'm saying it's a really good introduction because I cannot wait to see what comes from this book, right? And then also I just really like the introduction of doom his name is doom falling from the sky like a sexy cannonball and just being like we're about to fuck some shit up come with me and i'll keep you safe even though you are how do you spell it doom it's like d-o-o-m doom okay yeah we're going full black dagger brotherhood without all of the extra (laughs) vowels and consonants because like their names are like doom his uh, his like war brothers are like wrath and legion and chaos they're just spelled actually like so yeah i want to know like where they get the human parts like like were they like an experiment shot into space is this a spoiler so there's a collective i don't remember what they're called but it's like an alliance between a bunch of different galactic nations and like all not nations but galactic seems legit yeah and they have all come together and they're trying to build the perfect war machine but they couldn't quite do it and then they came to earth secretly and they were like hey you're a really smart scientist Will you come work for us? And so Dr. G leaves Earth and goes to this alliance and he's like, human DNA would fix this, basically. And so they threw a bunch of human in there. And But like how they get that human though? Are they like all his children? No. Like is this is this, <laughs> this, is this is not a morning glory milk and farm kind of situation? <laughs> this is, is 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 this like is this like the time where the fertility doctor did replace oh, all of the things that's with such like a fucked his up story? DNA? And like when my, my friend told me about that, I was like, I am never trusting another human being ever again. 
anyway, no, as far as I know, it's nothing like that. We did get quite deep into that. This book, like, takes a place. So this book is only 198 pages, and it's actually, like, 185 b before, like, author's note, like, chapter page at the beginning. So it comes out to, like, 184-ish pages total. And it spans, like, three years. It, like, this is full spoiler world. It's like it spans that it spans the the entire war for Earth. It spans a wedding. It spans a child. It spans like oh. so much. So much happens in this book. But great intro to the series. I am literally going to finish this with y'all and then go sit in my chair and not and sleep. Read, even though I should go to sleep. Also, I would like to note, I finished this book 40 seconds before 7 p.m. tonight when we started recording. <laughs> when I tell y'all I got off work today and I was like, I have to finish this book before the podcast, which is why I was such a hard ass on you, Haley, because I was like, I was I'm so you got to lower that bar. I was cruising. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, so it was just like I'm also very super proud. cool introduction. I would go with um, I'd probably go with four out of four or four out of five on big brain stuffs, just because like I didn't have the necessarily like the I, what I was looking for was a super I was looking for a Duke of Sin style meet cute and I did not hit that, but I do feel like this definitely fits this prompt because I can't wait to read the rest. Swoons. <laughs> Big spoon. I um, have started highlighting in different colors based on certain things and one of those things is uh, things that made me swoon. So I have a couple of pink highlights um, but so this was one of those moments that was a little swoony, also a little pantsy, right? Like, this was a moment where I was like, oh, I can live with this. So he is about to leave her and go fight some shit because she's a human, but she's also important because she's a medical doctor and we're in an apocalypse. So, like, you have to be safe because you're my fated mate. You also have to be safe because... You have very necessary skills in this really shitty world that we're living in right now. And also, I'm literally built. I am war machine. I go acid spit and scythe murder late, and it's just wonderful. But as he's leaving, um, his hand closed over mine and squeezed gently. I looked up at him, surprised. The tender look on his face had my stomach doing a string of backflips. My breath caught as he let go of my hand to cut my cheek, and his thumb caressed my bottom lip, and my brain ceased to function. And then it just leads into, like, three solid paragraphs of, like, the swooniest, like, eye melt, and then it's their first kiss, and it was, like, it was wonderful and just delightful, and I'm probably flirting with a copyright if I read the whole quote to y'all, so... We'll leave it at that. And then, and then this is even another swoony. So big spoiler, he dies. <laughs> um, but <laughs> your face, Mariana. <laughs> Excuse me. 
H-E-A or bus, bitch. So this is one thing. Regine Abel is a absolute queen at is like, you work for that H-E-A. You work for that H-E-A. Like, there are times where you're like, I don't know. Is there a happily ever after here? And the answer is yes. They might be um, not in the form that they once were, but there will be an H-E-A. So it turns out in this world, these machines, these alien dudes essentially are born out of a test tube, right? So as long as there's DNA, they have backup bodies. And so they have these things called soul catchers. So when their body dies, their soul gets caught and then they get put in their backup body, which is an identical version of themselves that is just like waiting. Yes, Mariana. Okay, so you said soul catchers and my brain went to Patrick and SpongeBob running (laughs) through the field of jellyfish. Yep, that's it. Trying to catch. You've got it. That's exactly how it works. Just and then gigantic. In a jar. So this is how our brains and are different because my head goes to the crazy like 18th or century doctor who uh, tried to measure and find the weight of the human soul by like mm. murdering dogs. Yeah. Oh. And my oh, brain sad. went to altered carbon. <laughs> yes, altered carbon too. Yes. Well, I love you, you scientists. There are three types of people in this world, and they are all in this fucking group chat right now. <laughs> so, anyway, he gets put back in the box. Oh, but he, he, so he promises her. He's like, I, he calls her Little Red because she's redhead, and she's little to him. She's like five nine. That is not a short woman, but he calls her his red it's like super cute and he's like he promises he'll always come back to her but then he dies and she's distraught because she doesn't know that they have backup bodies and uh but she was like maybe he's not dead because it's not confirmed that he's dead she doesn't know confirmed that he's dead and so what happens is she's like they start sending like giving out serum like for a like testing or not testing but a um experiment to see if humans can get these psychic abilities so she signs up for this because she's hoping that if she gets psychic ability she can reach out and find him and what she says is i signed up doom promised he would get back to me but that didn't mean i couldn't meet him halfway y'all when i tell you i full on melted at that because like he's swoody and sweet and he's like i'll always come back for you and then she's like you don't have to come like i'll i will help like i will find you and like oh my heart that's good that is big swoon yeah and then they when he finally gets back in his body, he's like, I couldn't wait for our minds to fully touch, to hold her back in my arms and let her know I had kept my promise. Mm. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Just all of it was, it was real swoony. It was all real good. And then, okay, we're getting into pants feelings. Okay. So I give this like, I'll give this like three and a half spoons. Okay. Pants feelings. Y'all know I love an alien. Y'all know I love an alien with interesting anatomy. And uh, y'all also know I love an alien with some fancy sex shit going on. And this man has a purr. 
This alien mm. has a purr, and when he purrs, it sets all your nerve endings alight, and it leads to, like, machine gun fire orgasms. And I was like, I don't want to go through an apocalypse, but I do want a big golden <laughs> alien of my own. Please and thank you. Mm. Um, just, yeah. So, like... Yeah, not those bugs, though. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Not sexy bugs. These are not sexy yeah. bugs. These are not Susan Trombley bugs. These are not uh, Anaguirre Anag- bugs. Yeah. How do you pronounce Anyway. Um, I don't know. I don't know, um, but I love her. I always say ag- 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 Aguirre, I say but Aguirre. I don't think that's right. I don't think but that's I don't right. Think that's right. I just say Aguirre. Okay. Who knows? I go and I go. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done. I think that um, Mariana's is the most accurate, clearly. Probably. So, sorry. I do have a quote for pants feelings. Uh, you, Ooh. my love, are Doom's wife. A very naughty wife who has distracted me from my work. I should be punished, I say in a very serious tone. Such behavior is unacceptable. Agreed, Doom said with an evil grin that had me shivering with anticipation. I'm going to do unspeakable things to you, my mate. And I was (gasps) like, (laughs) bet. (laughs) Bet you will. We're about to have some fun in the bedroom. (laughs) So, but then the chapter ended and I was like, no, what are the unspeakable things, though? (laughs) It's not fade to black, right? No, no. Okay. I, I would have warning like there would have been a warning at the beginning of this book and then there's like a, I'm not going to read the whole thing but there's a very intense description of uh, his entire sexual junk going on because like one of the other medical ladies was like I want a golden alien of my own what are they packing and she's like I'm not going to tell you but then reader she does tell us Mm. A very like extensive <laughs> description, and I was like, "Thank you, really appreciate that, Victoria. That Thank you for sharing with the class." <laughs> so, um, I'll, there was not there. There was very few sex scenes, or they were good sex scenes, but there were very few. So I'm gonna give it like three on the pants feelings, because like, what was there? Real good. It was just not a whole lot. But to be fair, they were trying to save the world. And this was only 182 pages. So it's just, you know. Uh, and then HEA, I'll give it probably a three as well. Because the, um, like, good HEA, but also the end of the book. And like I've said, this happens a lot in big world building books where the very end of this book was not an HEA. Like, it was an HEA for the couple, but it was more focused on what comes next, like, where the universe is and what's happening in the world right now before moving on. So, like, from a uni- from a series standpoint, great book HEA, or, like, great book ending, because I am, boy, howdy, I'm raring to go on book two. But <laughs> I, I could have used a little bit more of an HEA, but good ending, good ending, ready for the next book. So I don't, need, I don't remember my numbers. What I say, four, three and a half. I don't know. Long story short, this book is DTF. Thirteen point five total. Thank 
Thank you. Yeah. So DTF and yes. um, yeah, big fan, big fan. I love Regina <laughs> Abel. All right. So I think all of these books uh, are DTF. I think we wreck all of them. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, I think it is time for us to get wrecked. For get wrecked, I actually have a recommendation for a challenge because I think this one a is new so challenge? fun and like so <laughs> a new challenge because I'm a monster. Okay, okay. Bring it, bring it. <laughs> okay. it is by. Um, it's on Instagram. It's at Swooncast, who I love following. Um, it is her romance Candyland, and it's really open ended. Um, and the whole prompt is Candyland themed, which I think is very cute. And so it's like read a book with a pink cover, read a book with blue in the title, and then um, or like read a yeah, stern so brunch go... daddy romance. And <laughs> there is read a stern brunch da- uh, stern brunch daddy, read three LGBTQIA romances, um, uh, read two alien romances, like. It's it's a good like variety of things. Is, so is there a, I highly recommend it, and it's at Swooncast. Is there a time limit? There, I don't. So, yes, so it, I actually, it starts March sixth and it ends Tuesday, June sixth. Yeah, I actually messaged Swooncast oh. on Instagram when y'all brought this to the chat, and I was like, "Hey, is there a story graph challenge for this?" <laughs> And and they were very kind, and they went ahead and, like, put it all together. And I was like, thank you. I appreciate you deeply. (laughs) Okay, so I guess also check Story Yeah, it's called Romance Candyland. At Swooncast. Romance Candyland by At Swooncast on, um, and it might be on their Instagram somewhere. But, yes, I'm very excited about this one. I love a three-month challenge. That's such a good length. I love a... Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I love a three month challenge. I love how open this mm-hmm. one is. I think it's a great like beginners challenge if you want to like do a challenge but don't want to be like super locked in. This is very open ended. Um, I'm I'm super here for it. Yeah. So I have been I've added a bunch of books to challenges actually in the last couple of weeks, and so I um specifically okay so I did I'm, I'm gonna shout out that queer romance. Uh, fan club reading challenge for March so this is their March but essentially so there's a, basically a group of authors that write queer romances and so you have to read from their back catalogs specifically for these challenges but like so this oh, uh, month's challenge it's their first time doing a challenge and you have to be like a part of the um, Facebook group and things like that because you post your challenges in there at the end of the month and I, it looks like there's going to be like prizes like a random drawing for people who have finished things so like that's cool that's not mine I, that's awesome you do it for the I serotonin do, I do it for barking off that I did a, did a prompt um, but like so this month was like based on t- uh, cover pages or not cover pages but covers and so like some of the recommendations this is also not a super hard one I don't know what future challenges are going to be like, but like this month wasn't a super hard one to do. And it got me reading some authors that I hadn't read before, but I'd had on my TBR that were like some of those books that I've read so far are really good. Like Ro Horvat is one of the authors in there. And I like a lot of the books that I've read by that author, but I'm almost done with that challenge actually. And it's just, 
it's just a good one. Like it's like books with a book with a pun in the title, uh, book with one word title, and so it's just kind of cool. It's like getting to know the like these authors that I haven't had an opportunity to give a chance, and by doing it as a challenge, and I have mm. to read these authors. Here we go. So, um, I would definitely recommend if you do decide to. Well, I guess you're probably not going to uh, decide. This this uh, episode doesn't come out until after this challenge is done. But I will recommend the Lucky series by Garrett Lay uh, or Garrett Lee, and it's a little gritty, um, but so far it's like really interesting, fun character building, and. I will say, um, since we already mentioned it, I do not have a challenge to wreck, though I am thinking I'm going to do that Romance Candyland because um, that sounds delightful. Yeah. Um, but I am going to bring it back. And as I uh, yelled at Sabrina earlier in the episode, um, I am going to wreck Shielded Heart by Tiffany Roberts because if the idea of a dangerous, fancy man uh, piqued your interest with the Duke of Sin, <laughs> as it should, um, and you want that, but kind of make him uh, badass and disabled and an alien with a uh, penis that might make you pause, but will certainly give you pleasure... Um, I recommend Shielded Heart. Uh, he, his entire wardrobe is just kimonos. Just oh, kimonos. Just long, flowing, dark hair, horns, a prehensile tail, and kimonos and a loincloth. I will like, also throw out there that if um, you struggle upon reading this book to um, visualize the special equipment found in the down below nether regions, um, there does exist art out there um, for actually Tiffany Roberts <laughs> gets art done of a lot of their characters. So does Regine Abel. Love a sci-fi alien romance author who commissions art for their characters. Um, yes. That artwork is, I believe, what won me my uh, non-human penis PowerPoint presentation. Yep. For good reason. That's a... For good reason. That's a, a, a hell of a penis. It definitely went into the uh, monstrous <laughs> genitalia tag. <laughs> I do have a recommendation for you specifically, Mariana, because I found a femdom yes. for the BDSM challenge. It's One to Watch by Elsie Venus just came out and just truly a delightful erotic romp. So BRB heading to my story yeah. graph. Yeah, I'm go ahead and to just write that down. Yeah, the whole series actually real good. It's basically, uh... you know what? Just read it. You'll enjoy it. All of them. <laughs> They're <laughs> delightful. I had a rec for you for the BDSM challenge. Is the readers do the losers duet? Um, it's actually technically three books because it's a novella and then mm -hmm. two books. Um, it's a why choose. Um, everyone's gay. Uh, it's. Four male characters, one female. 
Uh, and it hits a lot of boxes. Like, uh, we've got Impact, Blood Play, uh, let's see, Degradation. Uh, this sounds like con. This sounds like the book that I read for Kink I'm Not Into it's, for the BDSM challenge because boy howdy, it had one kink in there and i was like oh this one kink i'll read it for that and then like the rest of the i was like oh this would have fit probably 45 of the prompts that is in the bdsm challenge yeah i these books knock off like they will tick a lot of boxes who wrote them so yeah uh it is harley larose is that the author of one nope now I'm stuck on one to watch. Uh, the her soul to take or something like that, like the demon romance. It. Yes. Oh, okay. So I will definitely hop yes. on those. I have not. Those read are those. bomb. Just throwing that out there. Those will also yeah, work. These for are very probably good. quite a few prompts on the BDSM challenge. I would also just recommend those in general for like if you're looking for some of the harder to find prompts. Uh, those might help you out it's i think this author might this be author a is a good for one for, the, for that yeah yeah i would also like to wreck uh dream on by angie hockman this is not my usual flavor of book because it's just a just a hetero contemporary romance with like one sex scene and in the epilogue, uh, the sex scene's good, but, like, only one of them in the epilogue. Okay, you guys, this is not usually what I read, but this book yeah. was so good. I wanted to use it for the prompt today because the meat cutes heard that plural, is so good. This is not a why choose, but it does have multiple meat cutes. Um, but... I cannot, I, there's not a bone in my body that can spoil this book. You just have to read it. And I was introduced to this book because at Rate the Romance on Instagram, uh, rated it as one of her top books of 2022. And that was one of her challenge prompts for the first quarter year of Smut Challenge. Because um, of you? And I totally get it. Because of you, that book is the book that I am going to read for rate the romances best of oh. 2022 that prompt because it's... i was debating okay just reading it I, like i was debating a bunch of the books because there were a bunch of books on her best of 2022 that i was interested in and then you came into the chat squeeing and i was it's like so oh, good cool 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 well i guess that made that decision for me thank you you're welcome it's incredible okay i just I just downloaded it from Libby. Um, yeah, so it is. I will. I will be back for a report. <laughs> I can't wait. Speaking of prompts, um, the next prompt for our next episode is going to be second chances. Uh, as we are wont to do, we will interpret this as tightly or as loosely as you see fit. Um, I am going for a very loose interpretation, um, but like I said, it could be second chance romance, it could be 
second chance at life. It could be, you know, any sort of second chance. Second chances is our prompt. Um, and speaking of upcoming prompts and upcoming episodes, uh, what do you have, Sabrina? So in two weeks, join us again and we will have our first guest episode. So if you have any specific prompts that you would like to see recommendations from or just in general, we'll be talking with them about their recommendations for prompts and how they enjoy their romance and if they are also rabid challengers like many of us tend to be in this <laughs> chat. Um, so we'll be getting to talk with them. Keep an eye out. We'll be announcing our guest coming up soon. So you can find us at thebusyromnivores.com, at thebusyromnivores on Instagram, and you can follow along with our episode prompt challenge on our story graph at the Busy Romnivores. So until next time, Romnivores, stay hungry, read voraciously, and don't forget your sunscreen. Bye. 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 <laughs>